Welcome to Talking Club. I'm Emily. I'm Karen. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. How are you? I'm good. I've been sick for like a week. My apologies to... Such a bummer. Yeah. My apologies to the two people out there listening that I sound a little congested. <laughs> but it's better than it was last week. We tried to record last week and we decided not to because I sounded horrible. But it ended up being okay because you got an emergency phone call. Yes, so, I did. Everything's yeah. fine, but yes, it was definitely an emergency. So it was almost like it was good that we planned to record. So you were in a position to take that phone call when you got it. True. Very true. But it's also good that we weren't actively recording because otherwise that would have been weird. It would have been weird. And I mean, I definitely would have just left the episode how it was. It definitely would not have like cut out <laughs> anything. You know? but, but yeah, but being sick sucks. Like I have noticed since I've turned or I've gotten older that I don't recover from like colds the way I used to. Are you that way? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I haven't paid much attention, but what I definitely noticed was that it took me a while to get over COVID when I had that uh -huh. like a couple months ago. And I know that there's like long COVID and all this other stuff that people have been talking about, but that one, it was just like, and luckily I don't think I have long COVID. I, I seem to be totally recovered, but it, I, my energy just did not come back for a while. So yeah. COVID is no joke. No. When I had it too, it was like, I was, I mean, I was down for at least a week. And then I remember like my first or, you know, first, second days back at work walking around and I was just like a zombie. It was just like, you know, you, you feel awful and then you get to the point where you think you feel better and then you start to move and you're like, nope, I don't feel mm -hmm. good. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we just, I think it's going around in our area, just like everyone, not COVID, just something. No, else. sorry, no, not COVID. Although I did see an article I mean, that's about still going around too. Yeah, but just I did see an article about a COVID surge, but I ignored it because I'm like I can't mentally go there right now. So I'll I just deal with that. The other topic I was thinking of. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so we were discussing what we thought we might talk about today, like two minutes ago. So, do you want to go? Yeah, people should know. Well, I don't know if they should know, but just, you know, we'll we'll just tell you, we'll let you in on a little secret that we do not tend to plan our episode topics ahead of time. We just talk about what we talk about. Right. And like right before we record, we'll throw out a couple of ideas and then just see where it goes. And sometimes we'll even settle on, we're going to talk about this and then we don't. No, we just, no, we it just really, don't. No, it, that's <laughs> happened so many times where kind of in our banter, Mm -hmm. we just take off on a topic it's really yeah, funny it is really funny but what i was thinking because i i had had an idea a little while ago and then i had forgotten it right before we were about to record but when you were saying you were reading an article i was like oh that's what it was i was thinking about the article dustin sent this morning oh my gosh and it just made me think of like just the random the random stories we see in the news Especially yes. a particular news outlet. <laughs> Can we say their name? Yeah. So KSL News. KSL Local. News is just the gift that keeps on giving. It is. 
Um, it's more entertaining than The Onion. Well, it is more entertaining than The Onion, but it's also fright less it's accurate. Like, it's frightening because it's it's based on real stories, or it's supposed to be real stuff. I mean, yeah. it is real stuff. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah. Well, so okay, let's... for an example, because people are, are not everyone listening is familiar with KSL. I mean, it's the local uh, news and newspaper, like they, well, not newspaper, but they have no. a, an online uh online well they have a website they have a website yeah with articles and things like that you know just like cnn or or some of the other outlets have as well and but so years ago when i was living in utah one of the earliest examples of a ksl story being a very ksl story was the lemonade stand boy Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) Yes, and this was before people just read the news online. So this was an actual news segment on the yes. 10 o'clock news. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And it wasn't even like the feel-good final story of the night. It was like in the middle of the broadcast, like here's yeah. some hard-hitting journalism we did for you today. Right. So you tell... recap the story, Emily, because okay. I know you love this one. <laughs> okay, so, and I hope I remember it correctly, but so in the middle of this very serious 10 o'clock news segment is a story about a young boy who had a lemonade stand and ended up getting robbed. Which is not funny. No, it's not funny at all. <laughs> he got robbed by some older kids. He was like 10 and these 12 or 13 yes. year old street right. toughs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the best part about this news story, though, was how everything was labeled and i really hope i can get through that wasn't my favorite part but yes that was also delightful okay well i'll i'll say this and then you can say your part so they're interviewing this young boy and they have his name on the screen (laughs) and it says below because you know normally there's like his like yeah, to identify cre- like, who they are, their, yeah, their credentials. Their credentials or their title or how, why they're being interviewed for the story. And it said, like, lemonade stand owner. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, really? You know, <laughs> like, do we, do we really need, do we really need to be told who this young boy is? Like, a lemonade stand <laughs> owner meaning Quick. he has like a table on the corner by his house and sells lemonade okay yes yeah it was like, exactly it's like so incredibly like like i don't know what the word is like professional or like serious it was just something yeah. serious mm-hmm. yeah it's like this earnestness and seriousness but tangent uh related to this so a couple years later i remember there was a story jerry sloan who used to be the the coach of the utah jazz his wife it was really sad his wife had been out like had had cancer and she'd been really really sick and so he had taken time away from the team to take care of his wife and he was back and the story was about jerry sloan (laughs) coming back i can't even tell this without with a straight face so it goes to this interview with Jerry Sloan, the head coach of the Utah Jazz. And it says Jerry Sloan, but instead of head coach of the Utah Jazz, it says Jerry Sloan, happy to be back. Oh my gosh. I remember that. So funny. 
Oh my gosh. It was just like, seriously, guys? Seriously? Yeah. What is happening here? Well, and I would imagine that during his interview that he was getting, he would have expressed that sentiment so mm-hmm. that it would That's have exactly been... what he was talking about. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I'm just like, first of all, if you are a Utah, we don't have a lot of professional sports here. So everyone, well, okay, I shouldn't say everyone, but Jerry Sloan doesn't need to be introduced, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Everybody knows right. who Jerry Sloan is in Utah, right? Or at least you know the name. Which is probably their reasoning for not putting head coach of the Utah right. Jazz. But right. still, happy to be back. That was just such an odd I know. Such an odd choice. And it was just such a KSL thing to do. Anyway, we digress. Back to the lemonade stand boy. <laughs> so yeah, My- so the, the lemonade stand owner, this young yes. man, is being mm-hmm. interviewed about being robbed. Well, but the the point of the story wasn't that he was robbed. Though. Oh, that's right. You remember? This was is it, my favorite. Did they part. come back? Did no, they come back? Oh, they were forced. Well, I mean, they came back because they were forced to apologize to him <laughs> on TV, <laughs> which is such a KSL thing, such a Utah parent thing. Like I know, you just know that these kids' parents were all involved in this, and like, oh, they're really gonna be sorry because they're gonna have to apologize on the news. Uh, national tele, no local television, <laughs> no, definitely not national. But <laughs> yeah, and then I think they interviewed the boy's mom, or sorry, well, the lemonade stand owner's mother. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure her credentials were something along those lines. Then the apology was the funniest part because it was seriously like these two kids that honestly, they were like 12 and I I jokingly referred to them as street toughs earlier, but they seriously just look like a couple of bratty 12 year old boys, you know, like they were just like little dorks and um, seriously, they're like with their heads down, kind of like kicking the (laughs) cement, you know, and (laughs) they're like the reporter i think is like do you have anything to say and one of them's like sorry i know it's so <laughs> that was sad. the apology they did a whole news story just to get sorry <laughs> i know and i'm like when okay when did this story take place i've oh, we've got to research would have been it like 2003 okay maybe? so so a lot of big things going on in 2003 isn't that isn't that when we invaded iraq uh like, yeah the united mm-hmm. states was at war we had just had 9-11 and this is this is the journalism that we're getting at on the ten o'clock news. Like it just, it was it was it was just so out of place. I was like, why are we seeing this? You know, I don't know. KSL, yep. they're just the gift that keeps on giving. They really are. <laughs> anyway, but I was thinking about all of that today when Dustin sent. <laughs> Was it Dustin or you? No, it was Dustin. It was funny. Yes, because I remember I read that story earlier and I remember getting to the end and I was like, what? (laughs) Like, this is it? So recap that story. Okay, so you're going to have to fill in some blanks for me probably, but... Basically, what happened was this is just recent, right? Was this, it was yesterday? Like, yes, yeah, yeah, really recent. Yeah. Um. So apparently, this woman walked outside of her house, and it was very stinky. Mm-hmm. And she, and I know this is a direct quote, like it's yucky. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, really yucky. Sorry. It's like really yucky. And um. So this reporter got involved, drove around town on a quest. To find the source of the stench, which <laughs> was not from the sanitation plant and was not from the lake and was not from where else did they look? Um, 
It was like a manufacturing yeah. plant or something too. Yeah. It wasn't coming from any of those places. And then a couple hours later, it got windy and blew the stink away and everything was fine. And no one knows what happened. <laughs> I know. And I took the time to read that whole dang article because um, it, it, I could smell it too. It didn't actually, it wasn't that far away from us where that person was being interviewed. So I was curious what it was. Growing up in this area, whenever it smelled weird outside, we usually attributed it to the Great Salt Lake. But the yeah, Great Salt Lake, the lake is, is stinky. The lake is stinky. And there was usually like a legitimate lake effect that we would smell. In fact, I remember going to a Cinemark A in Bountiful, watching The Net. Do you remember <laughs> that Sandra Bullock movie? Yes, and, I love that movie. And the smell was so bad. And we were just stuck there. We couldn't leave. We were watching. Well, I mean, we could have. But we didn't want to. Wait, you smelled it inside the theater? Uh-huh. Yeah. It oh, would man. get pretty it would get pretty bad. So I just remember watching this cool movie and just being like, it smells awful in here, but oh well. And um yeah, it was always just the lake, but now the lake is gone. Um, you know, because China climate change does not exist. And the lake is <laughs> the lake is gone. And it's releasing toxins into the air. There's a whole big New York Times story about that that our governor, you know, said was a not accurate story. Never mind the fact that the Great Salt Lake is gone. But just as a reminder to everyone who's listening, climate change is not real. <laughs> um, I mean, anyways, let's face yeah. it, it only was ever just the Great Salt Puddle. We just called it the lake because it was really big. But it was, but it's like, a drop now i mean like there's yeah. nothing there like i used to have a really good view of it from my bedroom window when i was growing up and now it's like nothing so yeah so yeah i mean it's not like we're talking about the ocean no i just but... i think that what what makes it tricky with the great salt lake is the fact that there's nothing really feeding into it yeah it gets the winter runoff but it doesn't have any natural rivers feeding it yeah just continuously true. like most lakes do and so i think that's one of the one of the things people lost track of and made it easy sorry now this is turning into an environmental talk but uh, made it easy to to take that lake for granted and mm -hmm. not do things to protect it right so exactly it also so means it could come screaming back without notice sometime if you guys start getting enough rain and snow again in the winter and then so. they're gonna but they're building all those houses right up to where it used to be and that's all floodplain if it ever does come back yep exactly anyway <laughs> exactly it's a that's a huge issue and yeah it's a huge issue but again just as a reminder climate change is not real <laughs> it's a hoax made up by environmentalists who just want your money yes Someone is going to just isolate that audio and use it against us and pretend that we actually mean that. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Although I don't know if we have enough dedicated <laughs> listeners for that. Um, anyway. So you yeah. underestimate the power of my enemies. I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any enemies. I'm the friendly one. But <laughs> I definitely have enemies. <laughs> I'm sure I do. Well, I don't. Enemies is a pretty strong word, Karen. I don't think. You oh, I. Oh, I definitely. Oh, do. really? There's yeah. another topic. <laughs> anyway, so the moral of the story is that KSL is a beacon of journalism and 
brilliance. Yes. And this might resonate with a few people, but over last weekend was our church's big general conference. And I remember going to KSL to read the news, the quote unquote news. And there were eight, eight separate stories about general conference. Meanwhile, I don't even get it on my regular TV. <laughs> you don't? No. I have to watch it through the app. Well, oh. I didn't watch it this time, but. <laughs> Why didn't you watch it? You're going to watch it later. You're going to yeah, watch it later. Yeah. That's what yeah. We, yeah we talked about read, that. Yeah. I'm going to read, read the talks when I'm ready to not be as outraged. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I, um, it's, it's on, it's on the app now if you want to read it, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, there's something to be said for reading it afterwards, like, you know, just at a time when you're super comfortable. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. One thing I've noticed, and I mean, this is going into a whole other direction, I guess, but one thing I've noticed is that, um, I more and more every conference, I start to get hyper fixated on certain things. Like if I'm watching a session and I'm just like, hmm, no women have spoken during this session yet. Then I start Mm -hmm. to just focus on that. And then I'm not paying any attention to what anybody's saying. I'm just like, where are the women at? You know, right. (laughs) That kind of thing. Or like someone will say just one thing that maybe I heard wrong. Maybe they meant it differently than I heard it. Maybe it was exactly what they meant and I'm just offended by it. I don't know. Uh, But then I just, that's all I can think about. And then I just don't pay any attention. So it's like, I just decided this time I'm going to just try to uh, not go in with that. um, All those challenges to my attention span. Yeah. I was going to do the same thing and watch it at a later time just so I could for for those same reasons so i could just kind of be in a better headspace but then i ended up getting sick and didn't have anything to do and i thought well i'll just go ahead and i'll just go ahead and watch it i watched most of it Mm. not all of it but most of it and i'll go back and revisit which is what i do anyway um but to connect back to the environmental issues there was a good there was a good talk that I kind of heard bits and pieces of about our responsibility to the earth, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really good message for everybody. I know people who legitimately don't feel any sort of uh, concern for the earth, who don't believe that they have any sort of obligation to take care of the earth. And if you're, like me, if you're a Christian and you believe that the earth was created by God, then that's making a mockery of one of God's creations. And anyway, this is getting a little too biblical, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there, there are some, there are some good things. There are some good things, you know, and the thing that's kind of hard about like conferences like that in general or anything like news stories, whatever, you know, you hear it and you think, oh, this person really needs to hear this message. And I always feel like I do that too much, but I'm like, I probably need to hear this message too. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I do that. I do that. Um, It's hard not to sometimes because it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard not to start to 
pinpoint like, oh, well, this relates to a conversation I had with so-and-so. And I know that they would really disagree with what that person just yes. said. And I yeah. do that too. I do that too. In fact, I think I texted you a few things. I was like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, this person's going to hate this talk. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. This is a, this is a very like, you know, the, our community, our faith community, like this is, this is a big deal. It, you know, mm-hmm. when this conference happens, like uh, everyone's talking about it, you know, yeah, and whether or not, whether we should be or not, but you know, it's just kind of like, it kind of just saturates our weekends, especially yeah. here in Utah. Yeah. I guess just this time around, cause I did end up catching a couple of the talks and it just reinforced my, I should probably just wait until later. Cause there were a couple yeah. of talks where it was like, what they're saying is fine. But I fe- it feels so incomplete, mm-hmm. you know, like I just I wish that they would have said more, you know, one speaker that I heard, I'm not going to go into who it was or what they were even talking about, but they were talking about something that I know because of social media that they have personal experiences that related to the topic that they were discussing yeah. and they were not sharing that. They were just like, oh, I have these friends who experienced this and that. And I'm just thinking you know, this could be a lot better for everyone, probably including you as a speaker, uh, if you would just own your crap a little bit. And you don't yeah. even have to, you don't even have to like throw yourself into the bus. Just say like, yeah, I've struggled with this thing too, you know? And for example, like not like I guess like I said, I'm not going to get into specifically who that was or what the talk was, but um, one of the best talks I've heard in recent years in conference was Jeffrey R. Holland's talk on depression and mental illness. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that was such a strong talk that resonated so strongly with people is because he said, I have had this experience. This has happened to me. Yes. Not just someone I know, not just someone close to me. This has happened to me. I have a personal understanding of this topic. I know what I'm talking about. And it made it a much stronger and more relatable experience for everyone. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I I don't know if it's, you know, hard to share experiences like that. Well, I'm I don't, sure it is. You know? Who wants to get yeah. that personal and, and vulnerable across the pulpit when millions of people are watching? Right. I get exactly. it. And that's the thing. Like, they don't have to give a lot of details. Elder Holland didn't give details. He didn't say, no. well, this was my diagnosis and this is what happened and this is what doctors I went. He didn't do any of that. No. It was just, I've experienced this. And that was enough for people yeah. to to believe him and to understand it and to know that he knew what he was talking about. And this this other talk that I was listening to, I was just like, all you have to say is, this is something that I have also experienced in my family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's true. So many people watching already know that anyway. That's true. The last couple sessions have just been different for me. In what ways? I don't know. It was just, um, what was it? Two years ago? Two years ago. Yes, it was two years ago. Um, we had to put one of our dogs down during <laughs> during yeah. general conference. And so that kind of put a stain on the weekend because we were just extremely sad about losing our dog. And then, um, I don't know, my kids really dictate a lot of my, well, they can not dictate, but they can influence greatly (laughs) Mm -hmm. how I feel about it. 
do they literally do that by like asking questions and just by being there or not wanting to participate or is it more of just like listening to a talk and thinking about how that relates to your daughters and oh what, no what they're going no because like they're there in the room with me and so mm-hmm. i'm one of those parents that i don't force my kids to watch general conference because when i was their age like it's a lot of hours of shows to like of talks to listen to by adults and every once in a while I'll be like hey this person's talking come and listen they're i don't know like i kind of view it as i'm going to listen and then i can go back and like tell them what i learned sort of an attitude you know but um they but like they're still in the house they can still be like in my business or like being honorary or something like that you know and it will just be like let's just turn off the tv or i tend to get i can get overstimulated really easily sometimes i think that is kind of a side effect of having seizures but if there's just too much going on around me like the tv on kids talking dogs running around i'm just like something some sound needs to go and you know what i mean so anyway yeah i was just curious so yeah. thank you for that. You know, yeah. it's interesting because um, I've talked to you a little bit about a podcast I recently started listening to. And this past week, or maybe it was last week, I don't know, uh, one of the episodes, they were, it's a it's a podcast that's specifically about women and the, their experiences in, in our church and, um, and how that can be a very complicated thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they were talking about the concept of general authorities. General authorities provide general counsel for the membership, like the, you know, around the world. It's not personal, it's not specific counsel, it's not specific, it's general. And uh-huh. I just was like, wow, that's really good. So it's like, it, it also kind of made me feel a little bit even more like, in a weird way, like I had permission to mm-hmm. not to not watch all of conference and watch it so intently. It's like, well, maybe for me right now, that's not what I need. Like I personally need to just focus on what I know already and what I'm, you know, what I'm already working on mm-hmm. for myself. And and I'll go back and and look at the talks that speak to me, the talks that um reference topics that I'm interested in hearing from authorities Mm -hmm. about. Yeah. I think that um, over the last few years, especially I've really come to appreciate the fact that religion and, you know, my personal beliefs in that regard are just that they are very personal and it's really hard to do that when you're in an organized religion because you you're in you know it's like the comparison game and we think okay well this person does this and so maybe i'm supposed to do that but kind of getting rid of that mentality for me and it was like okay this is how i'm going to spend my sundays and this is how i'm going to dress when i go to church and when you're when your focus really is on how can i give my best to god how can i show him that I believe in him and need his help and have faith in him that the rest of the do's and don'ts just kind of fall away by the wayside. They don't matter as much because having 
your foundation set on the right thing means that you will ultimately or hopefully will ultimately make good choices. You know what I mean? And like not yeah. being dictated to so much. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably one of the weirdest episodes we've ever done, <laughs> but I'm here for it. But it's just, yeah. And so I just, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just do my best to, I'm, I'm done trying to fit into our church culture. I'm done with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm fine with that. And I, I serve when I'm asked to, and I go to church every week and I will do the things that I know are important and the rest of it. It's just like, it's fluff. It's just fluff, you know, yeah. there's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with it. But for me personally, it's not, it's not my foundation. It's not why I do what I do. It's not why I worship the way I worship. It's fine that things are there, but they're not necessary for me. Mm-hmm. And if people have a problem with that, then it's like, so be it. Mm-hmm. You really don't need to worry about me. I'm yeah. just a simple person. Don't concern yourself with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yep. and I think, pe- I think people that are in our church will recognize where we're coming from. If this is something that just sounds totally weird to other people, I apologize. Um but I think people within our faith community will very much understand where we're coming from with this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, we went a lot of direction. How do you transition away from that? We should probably just wrap I, up. I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who's listening. Karen, it was great talking with you today about lemonade and God and the Great Salt Lake. <laughs> This was such a weird episode. I I know they all get a little bit weird, but this one was particularly. This um, one was weird because for you and I have we've stayed away. We were just gonna have fun. I thought this was just gonna be a funny episode, and then it went all serious. I think that's my fault. Probably, probably is. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know whose it is. It (laughs) definitely you're not the fun one. So no, I'm not. I'm not the nice one. I'm not the fun one. I'm. I'm extremely congested. I can't wait to hear what this episode sounds like. And what in the world am I going to call it? That's the other thing. That's a hard thing to do. Yes. With these episodes. Mm-hmm. I yep. think I you said something in our last episode that was so perfect. And so that's why I named our last episode a journey. Because you were just like, wow, this episode was a journey. And I was like... <laughs> Like bingo, that's what the episode is going to be called. But now I'm just like, this is hard. My other, my one podcast, Citizen Dame, we put Dame in a movie title of all of our episodes. That would be hard. That is tricky. Yes. Yeah. I think I'll just name it Lemonade or something, and hopefully we'll get some Beyonce fans or something. (laughs) Hashtag Lemonade. Yeah. Cool. All right, Karen. Well, I will talk to you later. All right. Feel better. Okay, I will. See ya. Bye. Bye.